0: Welcome everybody to Panfish Weekly, along with Mark, I'm Lyle, and Mark, we have a great guest with us tonight. I can't wait to get started on this, and I've been been kind of uh, jonesing all week, waiting to get him on here, because I've been watching O'Neal Williams since I was a young kid and uh, growing up. Um, At that time, actually, he wasn't that much older than me, but, uh, you know, if it, if it walked or flew he hunted it and if it swam he fished for it and uh it's a delight to have him on our show tonight mark i'm very i'm
1: I'm very excited to be here as well have a chance to talk with o'neill uh i came a little later to his uh viewership but i'm glad i came across him and i look forward to listening and watching everything else he has for us to offer and and definitely talking with him tonight how you doing o'neill
2: just fine thank you i would i would say that you won't, may not be surprised i haven't seen all the shows either <laughs> 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 it, it, when i watch my myself people ask me o'neil did uh, i got a funny story shall i go ahead and start one absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> i got a funny story uh, if i walk into uh, for a bass pro shop of course everybody recognize well, everybody it's wrong I, I get recognized a lot okay and i'm always flattered by it absolutely and a guy walked up to me not long ago and he said oh man i love your show i saw that one of my favorite show that you've ever done that i watched and it was you were uh, in alaska and you arrowed that caribou and my response was listen you've got some wonderful things to say and i'm and i'm so glad you said hello but i've never been to alaska and i've never arrowed the caribou you "Oh yes you did <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, always by that. Always I, I have always enjoyed your show, O'Neill. Outside, and um, you was telling us before the show started that you think it's been going for around forty years. Is that correct? That's that's about. I think late nineteen eighty one
2: was a, a little cable show that I did. Uh, in the Atlanta area to a giant audience. I mean, the household penetration was unbelievable. It must have been two, three hundred people, you know, and, and those are the people I telephoned and said to watch, you know, gigantic <laughs> audience. <laughs> so anyway, that was the start
0: and uh, almost 40 years. That's amazing uh, to be able to do that. I'm. I, we, we talked a little bit, and I've been doing a, another show called Catfish Weekly for nearly seven years. So it's hard to stay focused on that stuff every day, and 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 be committed enough that people know you're going to be there on Saturday morning when you do your shows, or we're going to be on Monday nights, and. Uh, or Thursday nights, uh, it's a commitment to and for to, to have that commitment and, and do it for 40 years. That's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm flattered.
2: And, uh, you know, I mean, what else am I going to do? Go sit and eat popcorn? I
0: <laughs> gotta have something to do, guys. <laughs> that's right. Tell, tell me a little bit about your, your fishing down there. I know that you've done numerous shows and caught all kinds of fish. This show is about panfish, but we, we love catching bluegill and crappie and bass and uh, anything that that swims in the water. Uh, I'm known for catching giant catfish, not necessarily giant catfish, but catfish. But this is, this is something that every stream and every... Uh, state in the union has a small fish. And I, in our opinion, especially mine, I feel like that's the best way in the world to get the youth of our country involved in this great sport. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's a,
2: an admirable target for us people like us to encourage on television and or radio in the newsletters on Facebook, wherever you can reach out and encourage um guys to take their children, their grandchildren and the and the kid down the block whose dad is not an outdoorsman, you invite him along also. Mm-hmm. go fishing. I mean, go into a football game or playing little I did all the football games, I played little league, I played four sports in uh, high school. I played three sports in college. All that's team stuff. Outdoors is individuals. It's you and your dad, you and your cousin, you and the other kid in the neighborhood. It's individuals. And I think that's the one of the reasons why, as, as the population gets older, that's one of the reasons why fly fishing has become so popular now. It's an individual tent.
0: Yeah, I can see that. You might see that. And of, of course, you talk about fly fishing and i used to do some of it i have it for a long time but i'm i'm sitting here 30 minutes from bennett springs where i can go catch trout all day long and it's it's a big trout place and they raise them and a uh, big fly fishing area and all that but i just there's only so much time and i'm oh, yeah. sure you understand that no sure absolutely absolutely so which one, which little? If you was going pan fishing tomorrow, which which uh, one would you uh, prefer to target? Uh, well, the, the next target here in the panfish
2: world is uh, we're not all that far along from uh, the crappy fishing really starting. I mean, we've got some cold weather in the next eight or ten days, and then when the full moon in February hits, all the crappy uh, will get up. You know they're they're under the docks in the trees now, but when the water begins to warm and key when to me when the sunlight hours of sunlight increase, they will begin to rise in the water column and get closer and closer and closer to the surface, at the top of the tree and under the docks, and you can catch them. So yep. it's just really simple. It's funny. And now you said you you you're in. Uh, 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 Springfield area, right? Yes, I'm just north of Springfield yeah. Yep. Okay. Just and Mark, just you're near Chicago.
1: Near Chicago, we're still under. I got okay. 11 inches of ice down the street from me.
2: <laughs> okay, so up there now. both of you, you didn't say crappie. You said crappy.
1: Oh, I chase crappy every chance I get. <laughs> I did. No, what I mean to say, is, <laughs> what I mean to say is, here is
2: here in Georgia, uh, a a, a, cra- it's a two pound crappie, C R A P P I A, a crappie is called a slab. Mm-hmm. In Alabama, they call them crappie. Mm-hmm. So a two pounder over there, Bob. So
1: <laughs> I, I noticed that you guys don't call them. Oh, that's enough. Okay, what? That's okay. <laughs> we had a talk with Babe Winkleman about the crappy and crappy whole thing. He says, he goes, well, guys, I call it crappy the way I feel after a night of shooting pool with the boys, and I call oh, yeah, crappy I you. what I chased here today. But then again, you know, Mr. Winkleman is from up north where I'm at, and, and we got people That's out here that are in Louisiana, oh, and they're calling them Socley and Specs, and it's right, different Sac-a-lay. everywhere. That's in
2: Louisiana. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. So- which yes, is white bag. I think that's what that, what that is.
1: When I get into this discussion with people, all I usually end it with is, but they taste the same no matter what you call them.
2: Sure, absolutely. They fry up nicely. My wife is telling me I have a call. Who is it, honey?
0: If you need to take a call on you go ahead.
2: Okay. Well, I, I could not
1: get to it soon Okay. Well,
2: if it, unless it's the unless it's the Internal Revenue Service, let's just ignore them. There you go. Okay. Let's <laughs> hey, I'm on air right now on YouTube. I thought that was like nine thirty. No, nine o'clock. Okay. Well, have fun. Well, we. I am. If you leave me
1: alone. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Miss Williams. How are you?
0: <laughs> well, I'm,
1: I'm sorry, honey. Yeah, I,
0: you're <laughs> oh, oh, I'm I sorry. Say, I'm sorry. Night. Good night, <laughs> I, I need to ask yes. you at this point how long you've been married.
2: Uh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll. We were in we were in grammar school together, and high school together. We were we were acquaintances, but not friends. Even though she sat across from me and flirted with me constantly. After, you know after about the 10th grade uh, then I went to went to school and we started dating when uh, I was the end of my freshman year see she's still in the room oh she's still there yeah I want to make sure you're getting it right, right there. and uh, so at yeah. freshman year we began dating she called and asked if I would take her to a baseball game
0: What? <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, we that was 58 years ago, and we got married in 1965 when I graduated from college. And so, we've been married for 55 years. God bless.
0: That's awesome. Would she with you? Yeah, well,
2: we were going to be the next anniversary, would have been 56, but I understand after tonight it may not
0: last. Would you like to step in the picture there with you, (laughs) O'Neill?
2: That's that's her back there.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. In well, the photo, sir, I see beautiful. Like,
0: I, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And congratulations on 55 years. That's a long time. You betcha. You know, I'm not that far behind you though. Really, we're well, good. 47. That,
2: 47. All right, mighty fine.
0: Yep. And
2: uh, am I doing okay, baby? I
1: think. Good night, Gracie. Yeah. Good night, Gracie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so how did you get involved in uh, the the fishing and outdoors media world? Uh, oh my goodness! Uh, in the late seventies, uh, I
2: was a tournament bass fisherman. Now, I'm not talking about the Bass Masters. I just local, statewide tournaments of a hundred boats or something of that nature, and uh, and I was successful doing. That and I had some sponsors that would give me rods and reels and worms and pay me $25 a week and so on. And that was the first time that I, where I started. And uh, a local television producer called because, well, actually, okay, here we go. <laughs> a local television producer called the, the outdoor writer for the Atlanta Journal and Constitution newspapers and asked him to do a television show locally. And he said, I can't do it, but I know who can. And he gave him my telephone number, and then that was history, and that was close to 40 years ago. So that's That's how tournament fishing. And then being passed along by somebody, thank goodness, who said, I can't do it, but I know who can.
1: So well, you have those pipes for media. You have a real good uh, radio voice. I understand you do have a radio show, correct? Uh, the radio show is, uh,
2: yes, Well, uh, uh, without any encouragement, I, of course, I'm very boastful. Uh, the radio show is on WSB on Saturday mornings, 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, mm-hmm. WSB is one of those uh, clear channels. There are only 21 clear channel radio stations in the country that are 50,000 watts 24 hours a day. So at that time of the day, I go to 38 states and I'm on the Sports Map Radio Network, which is like 150 stations also. Mm-hmm. So it's O'Neill Outside Radio is the number one, very highly qualified now, live outdoor based radio talk show in the world.
1: Fantastic. And we can and we can listen to that on on uh your the website uh O'Neill correct? O'Neilloutside.com or dot net. Yes, .net. okay. And when, when does when does that happen? When when can my uh when can the people in chat tune in and, and check it out?
2: Yeah, and you can hear it on Facebook and it's uh, also live televised on Facebook also. Excellent and is this. So it's on television, and that's sort of a uh, that's sort of a challenge. Sometimes to get up at two thirty in the morning to do the radio show and it's on television with a camera as close to me as this computer is.
1: Wow!
0: So,
2: hey, but I'm hey, listen, I'm I'm not about to stop doing it, even though I'm old.
0: No, no, there you're not. See,
2: Mark, I did it again, didn't I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is Saturday morning. At what time, O'Neill?
2: 4 a.m. Eastern.
0: 4 a.m. Eastern, so. That's
2: right. And it's on for two hours.
0: I'm trying to figure what that is in my time. It would be 5 a.m. here. No, it's three. It's three. Oh man.
1: I'm sure yeah. the replays will be available too on Facebook, if not YouTube and, and your website. So. You
0: know,
2: nauseatingly so, you can find it anywhere.
0: Usually, absolutely.
2: Tell yeah. me every time. I'm
0: getting up at 3 a.m., it's because I need to hook the boat up so we can go to the lake. And right now, it's not going to happen until we get some warmer weather.
2: (laughs) Well, that is my audience. The guy that's driving a truck, pulling a boat, or driving and pulling his four-wheeler on the way to the deer woods, on the way to the deer stand, on the way to the fishing hole, that's my audience. And it's gigantic. Not the show is so good but basically because that time of day you can't listen to anybody else
1: <laughs> I don't All think this. you shouldn't discredit yourself like that I've seen yeah. and heard some of your stuff you're absolutely deserving of that audience um, so well it's uh it, I'm I'm which,
0: which do you consider the most sporting hunting or fishing
2: Oh fishing absolutely
0: okay no, I, I hoping that would be the case I kind of thought it was
2: A- um, absolutely well uh, uh all right. for you to be a successful deer hunter, do you have to pull the trigger and kill the deer?
0: Yes. Now, no, I don't think so.
2: I, I don't either, but most people do. For a crappy fishing, how many crappy does it take for you to keep or throw back to make it a great fishing trip? None. None. Yeah, You don't have to keep any. No. <clears throat> fishing is a whole lot more sporting, and you get to, without the seasons, you get to do it year-round. There are 60... Here's a little bit something. There's 65 million men and women over 16 years old who, in the United States or North America, who, if you ask them, are you a fisherman, they will say yes. If you ask them, are you a hunter, 12 million will say yes. So there's five times more people who approve of fishing than hunting. About. About. There are 35 million License holders Fishing license holders But you know like we uh, Mark if you've been fishing two or three times You're still a fisherman
1: Absolutely If you're 40
2: years old and been three times You're still a fisherman So that's why people say yes to that question
1: With pride usually too Absolutely Absolutely
0: O'Neill, I want to ask you a question about something that you and I talked about okay. uh, this afternoon, and maybe you have one handy that you could show. You have a, a book coming out,
2: or it's already right. out. Oh, it's it, it's out. It's disgusting, really, uh, and quite quite surprisingly, it's called O'Neill Outside. What? <laughs> uh, but it, it's O'Neill Outside, and it's, uh, it's you know, it's called really O'Neill Outside people and places along the way. It's not a book of instruction. Matter of fact, I'll probably disappointingly write about you guys one day. So it's <laughs> the people that I go fishing with or hunting with the places that I've been and, uh and at the back of it, there's a whole half of the book are big green egg recipes. So you can get the book at Amazon. And you can go to O'Neill outside.com and order it there. Let's see if this one was autographed. I'll bet it is. Nope. See, that would, that's where I would autograph it. Awesome. And, and I would write O'Neill on there because that's
1: my name. Absolutely. Is that, can you get an autographed copy from your website?
2: Go to the website and buy it off of my homepage Mm -hmm. and I'll ship it to you. I'll sign it and personalize it. Oh, fantastic. Mark. Or Tulal, Bass Wishes, that's my set salutation. Bass Wishes, O'Neill.
0: Nice, nice.
2: Well, now, it's hey, this is fun,
0: you know. It is. It's supposed to be. That's the whole thing. Yes. Now, you was talking about the Big Green Egg. That's a yes. long-time sponsor of yours. Yes. And some of the stuff that I've seen fixed on them eggs, we have a, a friend that does a lot of, of – uh, youtube videos on fixing stuff his name is mike chavez but man you you always come up with some great stuff and it looks amazing and you can almost taste it through the tv set so when that happens you've done something really special
2: well big green egg uh is is quite unique cooking on the big green egg is an event i look at it as an event and as far as those recipes that you see on the show and that are in this book uh, I, I must admit that a general, let's say all of those recipes came from Big Green Egg. I'm not a natural cook. They said, cook it this way. This is the temperature. This is the seasoning. And I do that the first half of the year. And the second half on television, or the recipes and the cooking segments are devoted to Swaggerty's sausage, which is in Kodak, Tennessee, and it's the best uh, pork sausage ever. And they're the sponsor of the program. Been on for many, many
1: years. Good, good, good folks, good people. Good having a sponsor like Big Green Egg must be a privilege because nothing goes oh. better with fishing than eating, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Right? Well, that's, <laughs> right. that's why catching cooks do so well and they've been <laughs> happening for so long. People like you and past guests of ours, like Babe Winkleman, it's always been a part of the shows and it's yeah, always it been is. cherished by everybody here. Everybody's got to eat, they do, and- might as well eat good. You bet you you.
0: Know, I, I would go out on a limb and say 90% of the people uh, that made fishing what it is today originally started out catching them to eat before they of, realized of how much dang fun they are to catch.
2: Absolutely, of course.
0: You know, it, it was a necessity back in the early part of history that people caught fish to eat, but they didn't have rods and reels like we have now and Hooks and fishing gear like like we got. <clears throat> Pardon me. And now a lot of it is for sport because I rarely keep anything. Uh I'm going to start doing a little more of that because I've got a an idea for uh part of our show at some point. But um, you know, we would release everything. Be I just don't like to clean it. <laughs> You're <laughs> you know?
2: lazy, I can tell. Yeah. Mark said. <laughs>
1: I, I do a little bit of work. I'm, I'm all about responsible harvest. <laughs> yeah. If I can bring something home, for me and the wife, I, it, it's going to come home as long as it's done responsibly. So I'm You gonna know, what man to Mark it. told me
2: today, he said, don't mention cleaning fish to Lyle, because he's so lazy, he won't do it. <laughs> oh, well, there we are. You walk right into it. I, I,
1: I I'm I so <laughs> going to clip this out of this video and use it against him for the rest of our lives together. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you uh, started telling us the story about how you got into fishing. You mind sharing that? It's such an awesome story. You mind sharing that with the people in chat?
2: Uh, you mean uh, the story, the catfish
1: the- story? Yeah. Uh,
2: okay, uh, I have a really a good. He's still a good friend. Uh, he was a, a on the football team, baseball team, and all that. His name was Rick, and he's an outstanding angler and an outstanding hunter. And in the summertime in the spring, when it started to get warm, and in the summertime, instead of working at the local grocery store or something of that nature for tips, we decided we would, uh, and we became good at it. We would go to some of the local, what well, I'll call them, dollar lakes. You get to fish all day for a dollar. Uh, and we at these small ponds, we figured out in a little while that if you you could stop at the grocery store and buy a can of green giant corn or some kind of brand it didn't matter and just open the can and scatter it out in front of you where you're fishing and on these catfishing carp ponds uh, you know in a couple of hours you had every fish in the lake right in front of you and i would we'd good put our forked sticks out there and our zebco 202s and 33s and our johnson centuries don't remember that one i the do and we had, we'd put eight rods out there and we'd use corn for bait on the bottom with a little slip uh, 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 weight. And I would walk around the pond. And after we got started and got started catching them, uh, because there was no limit. When you paid a dollar, you could catch, uh, catch and keep all you wanted. And I would walk around the pond and offer the service to people on the lake. You know, if you want some fish before you start home today, Uh, Just we'll have some over there, and most of them were nice to me. They would say, "Hey, you know, I'm 12 years old, 13 maybe. uh, You know, we'll catch our own fish, son. Thank you very much." And you know, there was there was one or two would say, "Get out of here, you little punk! I'll catch up." (laughs) (laughs) So
1: I've heard that many in times of my (laughs) youth,
2: but I can assure you, before the day was over. Their people would be standing in line behind us say, I'll take, I'll take the next one. I'll take the next one. I'll take the next one. You know, we'd sell them for 25 cents. We didn't care. And, and I guess the, the story goes on because obviously you see what I've done my whole life. And Rick was a manufacturer's representative for Browning arms oh, wow. so and he retired from Browning. And you know what I do, so I guess it could be said we're still selling our catch.
1: You absolutely, are you're naturals for the outdoor industry, obviously.
2: <laughs> and I only made up about half of that story. It's just
1: well, you know <laughs> what? You, th- it's technology. supposed to be expected with fishermen, right? I mean, <laughs> come that's on. Right. You can tell when you're lying
2: because the lips are moving. You that's can always right. do that. Well, you know something? That's why that's why I came up with the radio show 28 years ago. I had a television show and I thought, "You know, fishermen just can't stop talking, which is the evidence this morning uh, this evening. This yes, absolutely. T-shirt, you see a T-shirt and the T-shirt says, "When have you been? When are you going? What did you catch? What did you use? Who are you going with next time?" And it's on front and back. People fishermen just can't stop. I said, "Aha!" A radio show would work, I'll bet you. And at the time, there were two available stations in Atlanta that I pitched, that I wanted to pitch about doing a show. One of them never called me back. And uh, I I guess it's a little boastful lesson in life. If you don't return my calls, that's not one call. That's 20 calls that you didn't return. And the other station gave me an appointment. And I went in, and I pitched him. I said, You know, fisher, fishermen will listen to this. I have the television show, blah, blah, blah. And he sat about it, and he thought about it, and he said, All right, I'll let you know. I call him back at the prescribed time. He said, We're not going to do it. We don't think it'll work. This is the station manager. And I said, You're wrong. It will. And I'm going to give you a chance to change your mind. Can I come and see you next week? Yes, you can. I walked in the office and he said, I give up. I'll put you on on Sunday afternoon at uh, about 6 p.m. on Sunday evenings live. And I think, you know, again, I got on the telephone and called everybody I knew. We probably had 50 people. Listen, <laughs> and, uh, and my Gail and Gail has always been support. She's not here, is she? She's always been extremely supportive, and we went. We drove to downtown Atlanta to the radio station every Sunday evening, and we stopped at at the Varsity and ate hot dogs. and I made fifteen dollars a week. That's how the radio show got started, and it's all folded together now.
0: It is, and it's that's uh, a, it's it, a great
1: story. Betty Jean, they must like your stories. Betty Jean Cross wants to hear another story about, uh, she asks, uh, O'Neill, tell us about your most memorable fishing story.
0: Oh, my
2: goodness. Uh, Putting
1: you on the spot here.
2: Well, you know, there's the most memorable ones are the ones that you, you, uh, uh, how shall I say, you escape death, I guess. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: I've been all over and I've caught a lot of fish and, and spent some great times with partners, but on, a, on several occasions, I've fallen out of the boat. And so whether that's a favorite or not, it's a favorite because I survived. <laughs> Back years ago, when you didn't have an on and off switch, you know, the, the trolling motor stayed on and you put your foot on top of it to steer it. There wasn't a foot pedal. Okay. And I hit it. It was a, during one of those March, uh, snow, snow and ice and sleet storms in the Georgia area. I think it was somewhere around, it must have been about 24 degrees. I hit a stump, went over the edge in my snowmobile suit. Thankfully, it was only about chest deep. And the trolling motor was still running. <laughs> and I reached with my finger and caught the ski eye next uh-huh. to the engine. And got back in the boat and got back to the marina. But I was hallucinating before I got back to the, to the marina. And a couple of fishermen followed me in to make sure I'd make it. Is that Good the most? I don't know. I've been in wonderful places and spent some great times with some at some with some uh, fabulous fishermen and storytellers. So it's it hard it's hard to say.
0: And and aren't most of the great fishermen great storytellers too? Oh, well, if they're on television, they probably
2: are. They <laughs> 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 you know, should go a lot of times, I
0: got to tell you. In the my, my favorite's Bill Dance. Bill's a great storyteller and, and a fine guy. I know him very well, but we have a guy in the catfish industry. He's a great big guy. They call him Big Daddy. His name is Jeff Dodd. He's a great friend of mine, and and uh-huh. he is an awesome storyteller. But, I see. Yeah. Uh, he's so much fun to be around. You you remind me of him and a smaller uh, petite body compared to Jeff, because he's a big guy. He's a big dude, but uh, he's got a story about everything and he gets to laughing and telling them stories. And he's just a wonderful guy to be around. Well,
2: people ask me, well, they will ask me sometime. Who do you know? Uh, who have you ever spent any time with? And, and how, and what kind of a person are they? Uh, and I always like to say, what you watch on Bill Dance, that is Bill Dance. That is one hundred percent true. That's
0: that's, that's 100% him. true. Yeah.
2: And Jimmy Houston too. Jimmy Houston just like that. I've he, not
0: had not, that privilege.
1: Yeah. I've, I've, I've talked with Jimmy Houston for a brief moment. I talked to him online every now and then. He was actually like the first subscriber to my channel. So God oh, bless dude. him for doing it. That. Yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of my cool somebody that I know story <laughs> right there. But he's always welcoming of anybody who approaches him. So, you know, God bless him. Oh, yes, absolutely.
0: yeah, yeah. Bill absolutely. Is such a, Bill is such an approachable person, and he gives back to, to fishing as much as anybody. I mean, when we have them big tournaments down in Memphis, he's out there. Visiting with the crowd and signing autographs from the time he gets there to the time he leaves, and and he's no spring chicken. Uh, I think he's yeah. eight years old this year, uh, but but he loves the people and he loves to to tell them about selective harvest and what we have to do to to save the big fish and don't take them all. You know, it doesn't hurt to put one back once in a while, and, and he makes it so easy to just you know just rolls. To the people where they understand it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's play, let's play a
2: game here, ready. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Tell me who this person is. I'm gonna I'm gonna describe somebody and I want you to tell me who it is. Ready? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. His father was a doctor, and his grandfather was a doctor, and he was going to be a doctor. But he came upon a rather grisly motorcycle wreck one day with this dad in the truck or in the car, and he didn't like it. It was bloody and messy and everything. He said, I'm not going to be a doctor. And he ended up being a professional fisherman. Who am I talking about?
0: Mm. It's not you, is it? No, it's Bill Dance. It's Bill Dance. Bill Dance. Wow. How about I that? I not know that.
2: I have, a, I have, a, I start this week with uh, very selfishly. I hope that when people watch my television show or listen to the radio program, when it's over, if they stick around until the end or when they turn it off, they should say, I didn't know that. I got to do that next time. I've got to go there. I've got to hire that guide when the wind's blowing out of the East and there's no clouds, I got to do that that he did today, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I have a, a spot in the program called who is this? And so I asked I give that description and the first one that person that calls into the radio show live and tells me who that is, they get a great prize. Uh, they get knives or rods and reels and just tons of stuff. That's way cool. That- well, see, cool. you
1: get
0: you learn something
2: by being on the radio, by listening on the radio show one day, you'll learn something about
0: that. Absolutely.
1: I, I know our audience loves prizes, so I'm going to post your link out a couple times so they can okay. listen in and maybe get in on that action once in a yeah, while. Absolutely. I'm sure they'd love it. Love to. Love well,
0: to. They, they'll watch it because they'll learn how to catch fish or whatever. No Neil's talking about that particular day also because... Like I say, he's a great fisherman. I've watched him catch stuff, not giants every time and not thousands of them every time, but he does it the correct way and has fun doing it. And that's why we're supposed to be doing it, just do it for entertainment factor.
2: Well, the, my philosophy about the television show is and, and the success or not success of the show is the following it's one day. I don't fish for three days. And then try to pretend it's one day and I'm this fantastic angler. It's one day. And if you start at two in the afternoon and you stay overnight, you stop at two the next day. It's one day's fishing. O'Neill is not destined to be a heroic fisherman or hunter. It's what you learn from my guests. That's what you get out of it, not me is from my guests and that's the way we feel.
1: I absolutely yes. agree with that totally. 100%. That that is a
0: that is that's a life lesson there. You well, know yeah. what I find yeah. I feel
1: my thoughts when I watch people in the in the outdoor media like yourself absolutely uh uh-huh. is I always end up looking forward to the next adventure. Oh yeah that that's a big part of it for me, obviously the learning part of it too. And then it's just the fun and the connection that uh, everybody sure. has. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for everybody out there. That's doing it. It's a pleasure, My privilege. Now, do you
0: think that, that the stuff that we all grew up watching, and I'm not talking about cartoons because they was on too, <laughs> but we grew up watching, uh, you and Bill and uh, later on, uh, Jimmy Houston, like you was talking about, and, and Hank Parker and these guys that come along. Do you think that that will continue once the older generation has passed the torch? Will there be people that has the insight like you have to do that? Oh, sure.
2: You just You just have to be more discerning when you pick the show. That's all. Uh, you know, if 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 it's what, what what is it you want by watching? If you want to watch somebody go to Alaska and shoot Rocky Mountain go, by all means. If that's what if that's what rings your bell, but if you want to learn something, then watch Bill or Jimmy or Roland or Hank Parker, and that that's another guy who's just like he is on television is Hank Parker. I know him well. Yep. What you see, the way he talks, everything, that's Hank. He's not Because, you know, permit me, if I will, just for a moment. Ready? Sure. This is not a heroic occupation. I don't give you any medicine. I don't make you well. I don't save your life. I don't... If your house is on fire, I don't put it out. Somebody knocks us on the glass at the back door at night... try to get in you're not going to call o'neill you're going to call a police officer you get sick you're going to see a doctor this is not heroic this is a wonderful way to make a living but it's not heroic there are heroes in this world soldiers teachers most of the time parents okay police firefighters and so on not fishermen
1: not people on television. Amen. I love that. that.
0: That's a great analogy. It's, it's probably one of the best ways that I've ever heard that put and uh, it's so true. Uh, people make yes. TV personalities, whether they're making movies or videos or or fishing shows, it doesn't matter. They They make heroes out of them when they're entertainers. And yes. the doctors and, and and firefighters and the police officers and the nurses and the people that is putting up and going through all this COVID-19, them are heroes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So.
2: Not somebody and, that a gas and catches a bass. So yeah,
1: why That's
0: right. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly right. Those people
1: are just lucky, <laughs> not heroes. We, They're lucky they can do it.
0: We, gotta, we watch the fishing shows now on YouTube. Uh, a lot more than ever before because we come to know these folks like, Uh you know, I I, growing up, I I thought I knew Bill Dance. I thought I knew O'Neill Williams. But until I met him, I really didn't know him. I only knew him on Saturday mornings. Right. But now it's different. It, It really is different. But when you when you see these nurses and doctors and and firefighters, like you're saying, and every soldier that's ever been in any form of military, yes. uh, those are true heroes. That's
2: right. I was, I was raised by a hero. Uh, when I, My dad was a fighter pilot the uh, wow. Army Air Corps. and uh, uh, he died in a crash when I was six weeks old. My mother remarried when I was three. He had just gotten back from the service, and he was uh, made 25 bombing missions out of a B-29 Super Fortress, 25 bombing missions over Japan as a radio operator. He was a hero.
1: I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. I have to do you. Yeah.
1: Speaking of, of heroes, we have one of the nurses in chat with another question. Okay. Uh, she says, if you could only fish for one species for the rest of your life— What would that be? Okay, largemouth bass.
2: Largemouth or spotted bass. And the reason is, good question, the reason is because you catch them so many different ways. You can catch them if it's 15 degrees or 105. You can catch them on the surface. You can catch them at 80 feet deep, big baits, small baits, light baits, dark baits, swimming baits, spinner baits, buzz baits. You catch them all year long, and you can't do that with many other species in so many different ways so that's the number one species if i had to do that it would be it large mouth or spot mass
0: very good very good i i chased them for years um. <laughs>
1: But I think you know. I, I, here, here's one thing that I've noticed: a lot of cat fishermen, and crappie fishermen they talk a lot of smack about bass. But if they catch one and it's a decent one, they're the first ones to post those pictures up. O'Neill, they're oh, always yeah. on there. So they either they're either talking a big game or they're hiding their secret passion and love affair for bass. And I can understand it because well, you can catch them through the ice. You can catch them in the heat of summer. In the nice weather, in the spring and the fall, they're, they're always available. That hunting that hunting season never ends.
2: Yeah. Well, the, uh, the, a catfish is extremely interesting because those barbels, those are taste buds. That's how he finds his food. And he's flat because he feeds on the bottom. And he's got taste buds all up and down his sides, many of the species do. He's a very interesting species. Is a catfish, and uh, uh, we have a along the Mississippi. You guys got some great fishing up there. We have a terrific place here uh, in South Carolina called Santee Cooper Lakes, mm-hmm. one hundred eighty thousand acres. And uh, I've been there many times. And my favorite guide there is named Captain Daryl Smith. No Daryl, fabulous guide, and the uh, the limit. It's when your seventy quart uh, cooler is full. Mm-hmm. That's uh, trips over. Yep. want the seventy quart cooler, so we can go in now. And that usually <coughs> happens before lunch. He catches a lot of fish. Oh yeah. I think his his record is ninety no one hundred and one half pounds. That sounds right. <whistles> yeah. That hat. sounds right. That's right. Scary. Hey,
1: so, uh, yeah, yeah. I I see some people talking. There's people agreeing with they're willing to 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 catch those quote unquote ditch pickles, which we so affectionately <laughs> call them. <laughs> uh so everybody is agreeing with you there we got a couple of people from the santee cooper area in chat, actually so they were definitely uh relating with what you were saying definitely uh, that that's a mecca for catfishing but that's a different show well, let's let's talk a little bit about your passion for panfish um how often do you get out usually uh uh when you're going out is it always for crappie or do you still chase those big bluegill i like
2: like panfish and those trips for panfish, for bluegill, for shellcracker, uh, you know, for redbreast and all those those little guys. Uh, that's that's when I have a child with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, uh, uh, a, a red white float uh, with a cricket underneath. Uh, you know what is it they say? The mo- the prettiest sight in the world is the hole in the water where the cork used to be. I love that. It, it doesn't. It can be two inches. Or 10 inches it long it doesn't matter just long as something's pulling
0: that's that's all
2: right sure all the equipment works correctly the line doesn't twist and uh congratulate them and because now we have these telephones or cell phones take lots and lots of photos you'll remember them the rest of your life
0: uh, that's exactly right and and what you're doing is one of my old buddy on on uh that used to be co-host to our show catfish weekly was doc lang and he said he would tell you that's making memories oh absolutely and and that's that his granddaughter uh coined that phrase to him and he's used it ever since and it's a it's more truth than anything that's in the fishing industry i'm pretty sure absolutely well you you know betty has another question for you she wants to know if your wife enjoys fishing with you uh no she enjoys the
2: trips Costa Rica and uh, to New Orleans and so forth,
0: but uh, Gail is not a fisherman. Okay. No, she's not. Well, the reason I think is because our industry has become a lot of husband wife fishing together, not Good just idea. shows, but teams. Uh, Cindy and I fished tournaments, big tournaments all over the United States for several years, mm-hmm. uh, and she was my partner, and I wouldn't have traded her for anybody.
1: Right. But
0: there's a lot more of that happening now and some of the the people that go out whether they're fun fishing or they're tournament fishing their partners are their wives now and, and i think that's where that's a uh, uh, question probably stemmed from
2: well one, one of the things that uh, I, I i hasten to mention is that i live in the north georgia mountains uh and it's an hour and a half to an hour and 40 minutes from here to the radio studio at wsb in atlanta and Gail and I would get up at 1.30 in the morning and drive on a Saturday morning, 1.30, and drive down to the radio station to do the show. Wow. And uh, I can't tell you the, the the supporting comments that she's always given me. I know you can do this. Well, I, oh, man, I don't know. It's a radio show. Gee, you can do it. That's right. You can do it. Uh she went with me at, at WGST, went with me at WSB. And uh, I can remember, isn't that funny? You start talking about these things. I can remember uh, uh, years and years ago, I putting together a media kit, okay, to sell advertising on the television show. <laughs> and it was 14 pages long, 14 pages folder. And I can remember the two of us not me the two of us up at one o'clock in the morning putting those media kits together
0: wow
2: it's not just o'neill
1: no I, i agree right our, our, sometimes our, our, our spouses are our, our greatest sponsors, like we used to call them. We call them our sponsors, whether it's the, the, the support they give you, whether it's coming with you or telling you you can get something done or, or even just mm-hmm. giving you a kiss on the way out the door and telling you to have fun. That's so right. I can definitely relate with that. Yeah, you bet. O'Neal,
0: I have a friend of mine that lives in Nebraska that's watching the show tonight. His name is Sonny Parker, and he okay. would like to know who is your favorite celebrity person to ever have fished with?
2: Favorite celebrity person that I've ever fishing celebrity or just celebrity? It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I I my the best fisherman I've ever been in the boat with. Was a Bassmasters Classic winner and Bass Angler of the Year, uh, followed by the name of Davy Height. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a great demonstration. Davy and I were, were at a really good lake in, in uh, North Carolina. The air temperature was 24, the surface temperature of the water was 42. It was one of those days when you say, I think I got a bite. <laughs> I think. And, <laughs> So we've, this is a really good lake, and Davey and I, and he's just as mild-mannered, and, and I'm in the front of the boat. I'm getting the first cast at everything. We're using the same bait, which is a, uh, a mop jig, and I'm getting first shot at every target, and after f- four hours, I caught two and he caught five. Wow. I figured Davey's at least two and a half times better than me. Okay, so I, I would—that was a thrill getting to fish with a, a Bassmasters Classic champion, Davy Height. And uh, wow. yes, you know, I, I fished with—I uh, fished with some baseball players and and football players and things of that nature. But in the fishing world, it's Davy Height. I never fished with Dance or Jimmy or any of that. Any of that guy, those guys. I uh, well, Davy
0: Height is a pretty big deal. No, absolutely. I mean it <laughs> don't get much better than that. Back in the day when he was competitive, uh, he was the guy to beat, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think Ooh. all of the uh right now it's probably Kevin Van Dam, but uh, mm-hmm. Davy Height was he was had on television all the time and somebody was talking about him winning this or winning that. I mean he he was a great guy and very knowledgeable and done great interviews. And and from a viewer watching somebody on TV back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, somebody that done a great interview, uh, they're a star to to us. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Well, the, the best television shows
2: uh at- that I've ever done are with guides or people like Davey in which I say, hello again, everyone. This is O'Neill. Welcome to the program. I have with me today, Davey. Hi, Davey. Go. (laughs) That's it. And then we enjoyed it. I'm glad you guys joined us. (laughs) I don't have to say anything. (laughs) And I have, I have some guides uh, around that I still fish with uh, to do shows and, and they are picked for that because listen I don't know how to fish for redfish in Pensacola Bay I don't know how to fish for speckled trout on the Georgia coast I don't know how to fish for oh my goodness uh, in the keys for tarpon I don't know how to do that I have to have somebody show me how to do that and a guide who does it every day oh my goodness he's got it locked
1: it's a blessing to, to, to spend time with people like that isn't it it, it yes, is. it is. It really is. It, it, it totally enriches the experience because I, I, I've been in situations where you travel to a destination and try to fish it yourself and it doesn't pan out. But if you do that, get a guide the first couple of days, you can make, make or break of trip. So
2: uh, I, I, I preach that on the radio show every week. If you're moving to an area, you want to know how to fish a certain lake, hire a guide. But you, but you need to tell him up front, this is why I'm hiring you today. Mm-hmm. You can show me where's where should I fish in April? Where should I fish and what should I do in August? What should I do in January? Let him show you and then go back four or five times. You'll learn more from him in five trips than you fish in the lake by yourself
1: in 10 years. Absolutely. Cuz he's done it for 10 years. He's been doing it. Yeah. If you get one that's been, been there for a while. We have a Patriot James Smith
0: lives in North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, my co-host on Catfish Weekly, uh, okay. wonders, wants to know if you've ever fished with Guy Ecker, E-A-K-E-R. Yes, I have, by golly. I
2: fish, it's Guy Ecker. Okay. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I think he won the Bassmasters Classic. I'm not sure. But in any case, yes, I fished with Guy. He's a, he's
0: a fabulous fisherman, just absolutely fabulous. That's great. That's great. That'll answer his question because uh, James used to be uh, fish a lot of bass tournaments back in the day. Uh, uh-huh. We've converted him over to a cat man now, but uh, okay. you know how that works. <laughs> well, you might not know how that works, but uh, there's, a, there's a lot of them that, uh, that does that. North Carolina, he said. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember. I mean, he lives around Charlotte somewhere. That, that's correct. uh uh, both Guy and
2: O'Neill are associated with Bojangles. Okay. And so uh, best biscuits in the world. And, <laughs> and uh, so,
0: yes, I, I fish with Guy. He's a, he's a great fellow, great fellow. Awesome, awesome. If you folks have any questions for O'Neill, um, it's, we're getting on about time uh, an hour, so we got a little bit of time left. But if you have any questions for O'Neill, please get them in here. Uh, he's an outstanding guest, and, and he'll answer just about anything you ask him. Just so. about
2: if I can make up something, it'll be better.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it has to be the truth now. We're in trouble. <laughs> so does anybody stand out in your mind as being the, the, the next people to come up in the outdoor media world? Uh, the, the fellow that I
0: uh, – follow a little uh, what's
2: the guy's name the name of the show is Meat Eater Steve Renella like, I, I enjoy him very much yeah, he, he has taken the reach to the outdoorsman he has taken uh, to the next level I mean that's first class all the way yes it and, is I've watched that show too and he
1: covers fishing I, I and I hunting and outdoorsmanship and, and the culinary part of it He he's he definitely taken it to the next level Uh, I watched, uh, I have,
2: I don't watch outdoor shows much, but I did watch him uh, and a full show. And I can tell you in my experience, it took him at least seven days to shoot that show, maybe 10 or more. That's real dedication. That was, he spent a lot of time and money. It was a mold. I could tell it was a multi camera shoot and uh man he's just taking it
1: to a different level Steve and he's it and is absolutely an and a big advocate for both handing for both responsible harvest for fishing and hunting he's he's i think he's really got it down so that was one of the first people that came to mind when we were talking about that
0: Good, good there was a question in here that I wanted to
1: get. Somebody to. wants to know uh, what your favorite body of water is to fish. That's it. Uh, The closest one. Very, uh, that's a my, great answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I would I would tell you that uh, in in my judgment, where the Mississippi River dumps into the coast, the Gulf Coast, after sixty million years of doing it. Uh, south of New Orleans, in what the, what's called the Atchafalaya Basin, that is the best inshore saltwater fishing on the coast of North America. Uh, it's thirty. It's that is the basin, if you will. That is the chosen direction that the that the Mississippi River would like to take, but it's burned up, so it goes to New Orleans, so you can have Mardi Gras. Hmm. Uh, so, the, the, the Chaff, the Achafalaya Basin is 30 miles wide. It's 90 miles long. It's six feet deep. It's super hyper fertile and it's full of billions of fish. Uh, for instance, uh, would you, I'll, I'll just, instead of making it a question, the, the uh, limit for speckled trout along the Atlantic coast throughout Florida and the Florida Gulf Coast, including Alabama, Probably the limit for speckled trout is five. Okay.
1: Hmm.
2: At the Atchafalaya Basin is twenty-five. Wow. Wow.
1: For,
2: you go out with a guide, and you got three people in the boat, or four, and including the guide, you'll come back with a twenty-five fish limit for everybody. At lunchtime. Wow. Your-
1: I have to mention Creole oh, Catfish, yeah. who's in chat. He fishes there every chance he gets. He lives right over there at that section of the river. So, and he is a touching in chat that he agrees with you one hundred percent. Well, that's that's
2: fabulous. I go every year to a place called Cajun Vista Lodge. I've been going man in it for at least a dozen years, uh, and uh, it's a it's a pleasure. As a matter of fact, I because I have. Well, let's see. Put it this way: because I have a lot of stragglers along, I rent the whole place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so nice. we—it's a big party. We fish for three days, and you catch—if there's 25 people, you catch 25 limits every day.
1: I'm going to be take the risk of being wow. Florida and ask you if you got room for two more stragglers.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we'll go the uh, third week of October. That's when the—that's when the speckled trout
1: come up into the bay. That would be. That's good to know. That would be fantastic. You bet.
0: Wow. Yeah, now, I would you, love to go down there. Now, I did not know that. Now, now,
2: when you get there, don't do this. Okay. On the first trout that you catch, don't you put a safety pin in his in his dorsal fin and coll- and connect it to a little balloon, and put him back in so that you can follow the balloon wherever the school goes.
1: Don't you do that? Do that. <laughs> it's illegal. You know, there's, there's a story I hear people doing stuff like that with a empty twenty uh, ounce pop bottle, a little Aberdeen hook, and some fishing line. When it comes to crappies, too, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't know anything about that.
2: No, no, I bet you wouldn't.
1: Dead, <laughs> you devil, I yeah. didn't know that you could use a trick that we call it the Judas trick on a, a speckled trout. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Not to works. do. But it's illegal, so you didn't hear it from me. me? I'm taking it as a warning rather than advice. (laughs) This
0: is O'Neill. I've got a reputation to try to uphold. (laughs) (laughs) O'Neill, I have a a serious question for you. Uh oh. We have had so much fun with you tonight. Is there any chance that we could get you back on at some point? Absolutely. Listen, if
2: it helps you, for me to do this with you, then you can count me in.
0: Thank you so much, because the the insight and humor that you've brought to a bunch of poor old fishermen and women tonight has absolutely been fabulous, and I cannot thank you enough. Well, it's I,
2: my pleasure. Just if, I, if I'm leaving you now, I want to leave you with the following. Ready?
0: Very good. If you're too busy to go fishing and take a kid along, you're too busy. I agree 100%. That's so so true words. Betty Jean had come in to, to chat a while ago, and she wanted to know, Ben's next week was our four-week anniversary. Who would be the special guest? And the special guest is a guy that lives at Lake of the Ozarks. His name is Mike Baker. He does YouTube okay. videos, and he does a lot of fishing Um I, I, he prefers crappie, I believe, but he will catch a bluegill once in a while. Okay. <laughs> and he's our, he's going to be our guest uh, next week on, on Panfish Weekly. Okay. Now, you remember what you call a two pound crappie?
1: You call it a slab. A slab. <laughs> a slab. A slab. <laughs> <laughs> up here in the north, the two-pound crop. He is a slob.
0: If I can remember that, I will tell Mike; he'll get a kick out of that because I, he's he's probably about uh, somewhere between my age and your age, somewhere along in there. And uh, he'll—I know he knows who you are. I'm, I'm quite sure. Well, you listen. Uh,
2: it's been a privilege. You guys uh, take care and uh, keep up the good
0: work. You bet. Thank, thank you, you sir. The,
1: the privilege has been mine. Thank you and very add, much for being we on. We want to
0: thank everybody that, that joined the show and had questions in chat and just wanted to see a great a great sportsman uh, be be on our show with us tonight. And we want to thank you all for doing that. And we will be back next Thursday evening at nine Central, uh, eight Central, nine Eastern. And then be sure to tune in for Catfish Weekly on Monday nights and Mark Show. Uh, catfish and crappie tomorrow night at 7 central 8 eastern okay mark tell us about your show that you're doing on the weekend
1: uh, I have uh, Rob, my buddy, Missouri Creek Fishing. He's a real good stand-up guy. I think you guys need to tune in. You're going to be surprised at how knowledgeable and accomplished this guy is. Uh, I guarantee you you're going to be impressed not only with his skill, his knowledge, uh, with the way he portrays himself and, and how family oriented he is. So uh, uh, tomorrow yeah. night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on my channel. I appreciate the views, guys. Thank you so much for the support. Yeah, man. Hope everybody
0: enjoyed James Dockery and Chad Fields a while ago. They was hilarious. And and Creole and Laura, uh, great sports to be able to do the show that they had put on for us all this evening. It was wonderful. O'Neill, hang tight. We'll be right back. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Okay. Bye-bye,
1: everybody. Good night.